Good evening and welcome to Midnight Convos with your girl Tiffany Nicole. Make sure you hit me up on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Holler at me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany. Email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. It's been a long time. It's been a couple of months since I've been able to put out a show, a podcast that I really was feeling to make sure that my heart was really into it. It's a lot of things going on in this world, good, bad, indifferent. And, you know, this is just my outlet for me to be able to express my opinions, my thoughts. And guess what? They're just my thoughts and my opinions. And there's a lot of things I want to talk to tonight. Um, You know, this is convo number five, convo number five. So do me a favor. If you haven't checked out the previous convos, make sure you do that. Check me out on SoundCloud. They will be up on iTunes very soon. But make sure you share, 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 share. Because as I always say, sharing is caring. So make sure you share the podcast with everyone. All right. I want to talk about a lot of different things. And I don't even know where I should start first. But. I'm going to take a stab at the football because it's football season. And I'm like a million men in the world. I'm happy that football is back. I'm one of those women that love football. My favorite team is the Jets. Um, And I'm happy that football is here. The one thing about my Jets, you know, I've, I've been a diehard Jets fan since forever. And... It's like torture to really fuck with the Jets because they're good, they're bad, they're bad, then they're good, then they're like almost, almost there to, you know, elite or a a status beyond where we normally are known to be. We're almost decent and then injuries occur, we lose a player, we can't sign a free agent. So that's kind of the love affair with being a Jet fans. It's like you love them today, you hate them tomorrow, but you love them so much that you keep tuning in. But the funny thing about football is that we love our stars when they're on their incline, when they're at their peak. When they start to decline, we discard them so fast. I bring this up because there's a guy by the name of Darrell Revis. Anybody that's unfamiliar with football, Google him. Darrell Revis. At the peak of his career, he was undeniably one of the best cornerbacks in the game. And all time, you will definitely consider him to be in the top five. You know, top five cornerback of all time, definitely. Right now, he's not mm, that player. Revis Island is not Revis Island anymore. It's kind of, you know, tourists have come. You know, they're not allowed to stay, but tourists are definitely coming. So the last couple of games, he has been getting burnt. And as a person that follows the game, as a person that loves Darrell Revis, I know that he is not what he once was. But... That does not make him an ass cornerback. It just makes him not what he once was. He no longer can shut down your number one receiver. He may need some help, but he's not an ass cornerback. And it's so funny how people 
are throwing dirt on his name at this point in time as if he's not a Hall of Fame bound cornerback as if he has not shut down most wide receivers that he has faced over his career as if he hasn't been selected to go to the Pro Bowl many times right he's a first ballot Hall of Fame without a doubt but right now his name is dirty people are talking about him people are taking shots whether just regular everyday fans to celebrities I know he got into some Twitter back and forth with J.R. Smith and it's just like He's not the person that's going to lock down the top receiver every week, but now he's going to rely on his smarts, right? So he may need some help, but damn, we talking about Darrell Revis as if he's not a hall, a future Hall of Famer. We're talking about Darrell Revis as if he's not a future Hall of Famer. And it boggles my mind. It's like, we celebrate you today, fuck you tomorrow. It's amazing to me. This man has won a championship. He has faced every receiver. And in his heyday, in his prime, couldn't no one do anything on him. And that includes Terrell Owens, Chad Ochocinco, um, Megatron. The list goes on and on. He's made all of them look silly when he was at the peak of his career now he's at the decline and you know it's like he ain't dead yet it's only two games in the season and people are already like pull him you know we're paying him all this money you paid him all this money because you didn't have anybody and yes he's gonna give up some big plays sometimes (laughs) that's just how the cookie crumbles but as a defense As the head coach, Todd Bowles has to find a way to get this man some help. He's not an elite quarterback at this point in time, but he's still one of the best. So, shout out to Darrell Revis. I still love you. You still are my boo-boo. And I don't care what nobody said. You know, do your thing. Finish this year out healthy. Next week, we play Kansas City in Arrowhead Stadium. And you know what? He's going to do his thing. And hopefully we leave Arrowhead with a W. All right. With that being said, I want to stick with the NFL. There's a lot going on with the NFL. And I find it hilarious. You know, the whole big topic surrounding Colin Kaepernick is amazing to me. So Colin Kaepernick is standing up for the injustices of brown and black people, right? He finds that what's going on in certain communities, the police brutality that certain individuals have to face on a daily basis is, you know, something that we can't stand for. So he decides, he doesn't, you know, say that people or anyone should jump on the bandwagon, but he made a personal decision to not stand for the flag, right? So basically, he basically he's saying, how can I stand for a flag that is not true to what it's what what it's supposed to stand for? You say justice for all, but at the the truth of the reality is not everyone receives the same justice and same liberties that this this country we're supposed to be we're supposed to receive as 
a citizen. So certain people in this country are not granted the same liberties and justices. That's just the bottom line. So he has his own protest that he's deciding to do. And he's deciding to, to kneel during the state. The, he's starting to kneel during the national anthem. What's the problem? Now, people are quick to say, oh, by him kneeling, that is, that is a sign of disrespect to our arm and our, our armed forces and our military men and women. And that's a bunch of bullshit. That's the easiest way to distract from what he's truly standing for. You want to make an issue that he's showing disrespect by kneeling. Right? So everybody's upset. Oh, he's so damn disrespectful. He's making such such a lot of money. He's a millionaire. You know, he was raised by white people. And, you know, and it only really deflects from what the fucking purpose of what he's doing. So let's break down. They say that for him... To kneel, it's showing disrespect to our military men and women. That's bullshit. The military, they fight for us to have this freedom. For us to protest peacefully, right? For us to do this, it's it's a, it's an honor from, from them. Because without them being able to fight for our liberties, he wouldn't be able to do this. So that is his right to be able to protest in a manner in which he chooses, Right? Now, to say that he has a lot of money, so he shouldn't, you know, focus on this. How can you complain? Right? Well, he definitely has the right to complain. One, because yes, he has money, but it does not change the fact that there's a million other people in this world that don't have money. There's a million of people that don't have the same platform or the voice that can speak against the injustices that's going on in this world. So if you have all this money, you have this platform and you're not using it in a way in which that it can enrich other people or help other people shed light on many different things that's going on in our world, then what, what's your plight? What's your purpose? You're mad at an individual that is choosing to use his platform for a greater good? All right, so should he just be quiet because he's made, he has money? No. That makes no, no, no sense to me. And then it's, it's, it's funny to me because when, when people, you know, cause an uproar, right? And they protest and they come out in numbers, right? And they're hostile and they're aggressive, the first thing that people say, oh, they need to protest peacefully. You know, this is not the way, this is not a, the solution to be aggressive, to be hostile, you know, to be loud, to be vocal. Okay, so he's doing it another way. He's, he's quietly kneeling. He's not causing a, a ruckus. He's not bringing any added attention to his, himself. He's just kneeling peacefully. So it's like you, you damn if you do, damn if you don't. If he's loud, vocal, 
hostile and aggressive, then you need to choose a better method in which to protest. When you're protesting quietly, then that's a problem. So should you be quiet? Or should you be vocal? Because either way, the masses have a problem with it. Either way, you can't win. You can't win. So I commend this man. I commend Colin Kaepernick to continue to do what he's doing because he has so much to lose in his position. He can get cut, right? He can lose endorsements. And he still took it upon himself to stand for what he feel is right. Right? And the funny thing is there's so many athletes, so many athletes that can be doing the same thing. And guess what? It's only a handful of those that's actually standing with him. Right? There's so many people, whether NFL players, um, NBA athletes, actors that can stand and make a difference because of their voice, their face, you know, their power, their influence. And they don't do nothing. You know why? Because they're happy, they have money, they have resources, and their family's good. And then you have somebody that's taking the opposite approach, right? He's not the starting quarterback right now. He's trying to be a starting quarterback. So he has so much to lose. So I respect that. I respect that. So fuck what the masses have to say, you know? And the thing about it is that even though this may not make sense to most people, maybe some people don't understand and don't feel like what will this accomplish? It's like, at least we're talking about what's going on. We're having a conversation because every time I turn on the TV, when I'm talking, um, when I listen to the news, when I listen to Sports Center, or whatever the case may be, they're talking about Colin Kaepernick. And the, the discussion about the police brutality is in a forefront. So it's not like you can ignore it. So you're going to have to discuss this. People are going to have to keep talking about this and get some solutions to the problem. Right? Because as long as it's a conversation piece, people are talking about it, there can be change. Right? But if we keep sweeping it under the rug, there can be no change. We have to have open dialogue. And that's what at least he's trying to do. And he's just not talking to talk. He's walking the walk also. They announced that the proceeds for the sale of his jerseys all went to different organizations, right? So he's putting money back into the community. Who's doing that? Who, who's doing that? Not too many, not too many athletes are doing that. So I commend this man. I commend Colin Kaepernick because he doesn't have to do this. There's so many people, not just athletes, but individuals that have power, that have influence, that have money, that stand for nothing. They're making their money, going back to their, their homes, living their lives, and they're acting as if they don't see what's going on in the world. And it's like we have to wake up. We have to wake up. 
Because if one person is suffering in this world, we're all suffering in this world. And if we're not trying to have conversation, have dialogue to make this world better for everyone, then what are we doing? What is our purpose? What is our plight? Right? So, Colin Kaepernick, I salute you. I salute you. In the NFL, it's all about money. You know, it's all about money. But I respect that now people have to talk about this. The the masses, the power that be have to address this one way or the other. Because by Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during a national anthem, people are forced to talk about this. And you can't turn on the news. You can't turn on the radio. You can't turn off. You can't turn off. Sports Center, ESPN, without hearing about this. So it's forcing us to talk about issues, real life issues that's affecting so many people. So just one thing that one person can do can help a movement. It can spark. It can be the spark that's needed to engage conversation so that we can start talking, get in the room and make change. So Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Keep doing what you're doing and hope, hopefully more people will follow suit, right? In their own way. It doesn't have to be kneeling for the national anthem, but in your own way, you can do something, all right? Make sure you hit me up on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Holler at me on Twitter, our queen Tiffany. Email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. This is our Fifth convo, convo number five. So excited, so excited. Listen, I can't front right now. I don't watch a lot of TV. I really don't. There's certain shows that are must watch for me. Um, that's Power, Empire, Shameless. Um, sometimes I do the Housewives, ATL. But I don't really, you know, I don't, I'm not really that in tune with TV as I once was. So if I find a good show that I enjoy, I'll watch it. But I'm definitely not channel served. But I can't front. I'm starting to get addicted <laughs> to reality shows. I can't do the Kardashians. I mean, I'm not... A, I, I, nah. I, I, I check in. I peek in. I ain't going to front. I peek into what, what they're talking about, what they're saying, what's going on. But I can't do the whole episode. But I found a couple of shows that I'm just intrigued by. And those two shows being Married at First Sight and 60 Days In. 60 Days In is just amazing because, you know, it's where people, everyday people, they... <laughs> Make the decision to go into a jail facility and stay there for 60 days. And it's under the impression to make change in the correctional facilities. Whether, you know, they were law enforcement, whether they have family in jail, prison. You know, they want to see how day-to-day life as a prison, as an inmate. And it's just amazing to me because... There's no amount of money that you can pay me for me to have to stay in a jail. Jail, a prison, no. Like, to be stripped of your dignity, to have to do, act in a manner in which that 
makes you less than human. It just doesn't work for me. To have to eat, shower, sleep when someone else tells you to do so, it's not going to work for me. Like, I like my liberties. I like to be free. I love my freedom, right? To be stuck in a unit, to be stuck in a cell, to have to, have to eat prison food, it's just not for me. To not to have the opportunity or um, the ability to kiss my son or to hang out with my husband or my family when I want to, it's not going to work for me. So to have people that actually, you know, have not committed a crime or law-abiding citizens go into a facility for 60 days when they have families, they have careers, is amazing to me. And they get the real life, you know, day-to-day of what a jail how it functions, you know, and you can be food or you can survive. So we have people on there that actually are surviving. And then you have people that are scared as shit. Like I was just watching an episode a couple of days ago and you got one guy that clearly looks like he doesn't belong there. And the inmates, they're picking up on this, right? They, they know, they feel his vibe. They, 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 understand that he's not one of them and they fucking with him (laughs) and he's he's fooled to them and he's scared shitless he doesn't know which direction he needs to go and i don't see him making it 60 days i don't see him making it a day longer because i think there's one dude that's really on his ass right now and he's petrified right so i don't i don't see the point in that not for 60 days. So I was speaking to my coworkers at work and I was saying to like, how much money monetarily, how much money would you have to be paid in order to entertain the idea of going to a prison for 60 days? I threw a hundred thousand. I threw half a million. I threw a million. (laughs) And pretty much everyone said that they couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. There's something about being free, right? That just, Ah, that fresh air, you know, just the little things that you really don't even think of, you know, washing your ass when you want to, you know, laying up, cuddling with your man instead of a a woman looking at you like, like she a dude and bitches scratching they, they private areas and smelling like ass and making homemade cigarettes and, and weed. It's just not for me and have to look over your shoulder for somebody trying to take your little jollies or, you know, violate you sexually, (laughs) you know, just got beef with you just because it's just something I'm not for. So God bless all those that decided to do the show. I don't understand the purpose, but Maybe, just maybe, you know, especially the people that's in law enforcement, maybe they're actually truly getting something out of the experience that can make them be better in their field, their career field. Maybe, you know, that's all I can think. But just like everyday people that's just deciding to do it. Like they had this one guy that wanted to be a correctional officer. He didn't last. He got beat up by some, some inmate and he didn't last, but he looked soft as tissue. Right, you could smell him a million miles away that he's not one of them. 
So it's like, are you doing more harm by putting these people in there? Right? <laughs> oh, man. I I don't know. But I like the show. So if you haven't checked out the show, I think it comes on A&E. It's called 60 Days In. It's official. It's entertainment. I don't know what day it comes on. I only catch it on demand. But check it out. 60 Days In. Alright, I said one show, but there's another show that I'm highly, highly engaged with right now. And that's Married at First Sight. And Married at First Sight is so bugged out to me because I don't know how you can marry someone and get married to them. I mean, literally, the first time that these two people meet is on their wedding day. So they meet each other as they're saying, I do. They're learning each other's names. And you're legally married. Legally married. So, you know, you get married. <laughs> the first time you meet each other, then they whisk you off to a honeymoon. And you are on this beautiful island, you know, creating these amazing moments in your life with someone that you don't even know. Right? You're on... A island, whether Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and you don't even know this person. You're laying up in a bed with someone that you don't even know. Then you come back to your house, your home, and you're supposed to be, you know, a married couple, and you have to decide if you're going to live together, where you're going to live, and make this work with a stranger. And it's like, to me... It's crazy because I know I'm very picky and I know I have so many different ways about me. I'm, I'm tricky. I know I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm much to deal with. So I can imagine someone that, you know, you just pick for me because you think that they will match with me can mesh with me. Right? And vice versa. People are so complicated. We're, we're complicated beings. And to, to match someone up based on what you think will go well with, you know, is crazy to me. And the fact that people are signing up to do this show and they're saying, oh, I just wanted to be married is amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. So it's like, are we so desperate to be married? The idea, the concept of getting married and being married is so much that we just go on shows to get fucking married. So it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know if people really respect the true sanctity of being married. I don't know if it's the sacredy of being married is really being respected because to go on a show and get married at first sight, is kind of crazy to me, but people are doing it. So, I don't know. And this is like the third season. So, more and more people want to do the show. Which is amazing to me. So, I don't know. Could you do it? Could you get married at first sight? <laughs> like, can you, you know, sign up for a show. Get married to someone. And then, you move in. All, I think it's all within six weeks. You have to get married, go on a honeymoon, come back, move with, with each other. Then you have to decide if you want to get a divorce. Right? Some people don't even make it to the six weeks. I believe it's six weeks. They get divorced soon. 
Right, they come back from the honeymoon and like, I'm out. This ain't what I signed up for. I can't rock with him. He's not what I expected. She's not what I expected. And they keep it moving. But there's other people that truly, truly are fighting to make this marriage work. Because you're legally married. So check that show out. Married at First Sight. It's absolutely amazing. I, I think people do anything for a buck, right? I think some people do anything to get on TV, right? Like, fuck this. I'm going to get married. I'm going to rock out. I'm going to do this six weeks on this show. By the time it comes on, I'm going to start doing some shows. I'm going to, you know, pursue my music career, my acting career, whatever the case. I don't know. I, I, I think it's like maybe 60, 40 people that actually are doing it for the right reason. Yeah, I don't know. It's amazing. Tell me what you think. Make sure you email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Holla at me on Twitter, our queen Tiffany. Man, I'm about to rock and roll. I got so many different sh- podcasts coming up. Make sure you tune in if you want to be a guest on the show. If you want to be a guest on a podcast, make sure you hit me up. Once again, that email is midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. Listen, the game is about to come on in about five minutes. If it's not already on, I'm out. I'm out for the night. So in the meantime, in between time, be good to yourself. And I'll see you on the next convo. Holla at your girl, Tiffany Nicole.